Such a great God. Thankful for him today. Praise the Lord. You can be seated this morning. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. And just a few verses to read this morning as we get into our lesson today. And uh, just um, Matthew chapter 11. Talk about uh, John the Baptist here for just a minute. It says, And it came to pass when Jesus had made an end of commanding his twelve disciples, he departed thence to teach and preach in their cities. Now, when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, John was locked up now, he sent two of his disciples and he said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Go, show John again those things which you do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended that word offended there means displeased or apostate, which means if you become apostate, you relinquish a belief. You stop believing in something. So the Lord said, Blessed is he whoever shall not be displeased with me or stop believing in me. And so for a few minutes, I want to teach this morning on this thought. Remember who you are. Remember who you are. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you this morning. Thank you for your great goodness and mercy, for your word. And Lord, I thank you for being so real in our lives. And I pray today, Lord, that your word will just find good ground in our heart, and just change us, make us better. And Lord, we're going to praise you for all of these things. And we ask it today in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give him one more hand clap and a shout of praise. What a great God. So thankful for him today. Thankful for him today. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. God bless you. When you think of John the Baptist, you know, of course, we think about the man baptizing Jesus. But, you know, uh, John was, if you read the Bible from front to back, you will actually read about John before you ever meet him in the Scripture because he's prophesied about. He was, uh, he was in the design, he was in the plan that God had for this world. John the Baptist was important. He was a prophet, but Jesus said of him, and much more than a prophet. He began to go on and say, and it was further down in our readings, he said, for this is he of whom it is written. There's things that were written about John. He, he already existed in the plan of God in uh, You've sat in the synagogues, you've listened to this word and had no idea that this man was who he was talking about. But he said, it was written of him, behold, I send my messenger. He's a messenger of the Lord before your face and he's going to prepare your way before thee. We know that he was there to prepare the way of the Lord. Uh, he went on to say that uh, those that were born of women, there's not a greater prophet than John the Baptist. And so... Uh, Jesus knew who John was, and he reminded people that day who John was. And 
the thing is, is that John knew who he was, or he did at one point know who he was, because when he was uh, teaching people by the Jordan River, he said, he that sent me to baptize, he knew that he was sent by God. He said, and the one that sent me to baptize with water, he spoke to me, he said, the one that you see the Spirit of the Lord descending on and remaining, he said, that's the same one that's going to baptize people with the Holy Ghost. And it was John that pointed out when Jesus came walking down the road, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. John knew at one point who he was, and he also knew who Jesus was. He had no problem identifying the Lord by the Jordan River. This is the Lamb of God. This is the one that's mightier than I. This is the one who, though he came after me, he was before me. He's, I'm not worthy to even unloose his sandals. This, this is the one that's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. I'm just the guy baptizing you with water. John at one point knew who he was and he knew who Jesus was. And now somehow uh, in prison, he begins to question. You know, maybe it's, how did I end up here? You know, I was just doing what I was sent to do. Or was I even sent to do it? Now he begins to question this. Sometimes when we get into the middle of uh, trials and tests and things going sideways in our life, or maybe we end up in a place that, hey, how did I get here? It, it can cause us to question who we are. Is uh you know, the enemy loves to get us questioning who we are. Because if he can get us to question who we are, he can oftentimes get us to do his will. I started in the beginning, the serpent in the garden. Eve knew who she was. She was, you know, created by God. She was Adam's wife, and uh, God had given him instruction and direction. And one day... Here comes the serpent, very subtle, very soft-spoken, very charming, and begins to present things to her that uh, go against what God said. But it seems so believable that she was deceived. And if she could have just remembered who she was, she wouldn't listen to the voice of the serpent. But sometimes when we can get drawn away from knowing who we are, it causes us to act in ways that we don't act or that we shouldn't act. And uh, you know, the, the, the devil tried it again with Jesus. He said, you know, I got you out here in the wilderness, been fasting 40 days. He said, if you are the son of God, then make these stones bread. I know you're hungry. Fix your, make, turn these stones into bread, eat. There's no sense in you start. If you're the son of God, do this. First, questioning who he is, and then obeying a different voice. But the Lord would come back always, always written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. And so since the Lord didn't forget who he was, he didn't forget who God was. And he didn't forget what the word said, and he knew what was written of him, and he was not going to worship anything else. He was there for a reason. But now John's in prison, and he's questioning, and he's asking, are you he? Is it you? Are you the one that we're supposed to be looking for well, God's already answered that, John. When he told you the one that you baptize in, when you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, that's him. John heard that, 
he saw that. He heard the voice that said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He, he had seen it. He had heard it. He had witnessed it. He was there for it. He experienced it. And now, are you the one? And you, can, you, 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 you think, I could never forget. I could never forget. But, man, sometimes we can get ourselves in the middle of a situation in a storm and in a place in life that we forget uh, what God has said to us, what God has shown us, what God has done in our life. I, I've, I've seen it over and over, and I've watched people do it, and I've seen it in Scripture. I saw Peter uh, see the Lord on the wall, walking on the water, heard him say, come out here, started walking on water himself, and yet when he got his eyes off the Lord, he began to sink. I know a whole group of disciples that said, hey, yeah, we'll go over to the other side with you. But as soon as the storm started and the boat began to fill with water, don't you care that we perish? You know, there's many times that, that the circumstances of life shake us up to a point that our faith is rattled. That's why the Lord, I believe he told Peter, he said, Satan's coming to sift you as wheat, but I've prayed for you that your faith fell not. I need you to not forget who you are, Peter. I gave you the keys to the kingdom and uh, you've got a revelation from heaven and I need you to hold on to that because there's coming a time here in about 50 days that I'm going to need you <laughs> preaching a message uh, on Pentecost. So what's happening here is that uh, John, because of his circumstances, because of this change in his life, and he knew this change was coming. When his, his disciples said, hey, Jesus and all these other guys, all these people are flocking to him, you know. And he said, well, I have to decrease and he must increase. There's going to be a change. He knew it was coming, but now John's having an identity crisis. This prison has clouded his memory on two fronts. And if you don't know what an identity crisis is, if to define it, it means a period of time of uncertainty and confusion it's when a person's sense of identity becomes insecure and it's typically due to a change in their expected aims or role in society. That's in the world. But it happens in church. That people, things happen and things fall apart and things change in their life and they're no longer sure about where they fit in, who they are. Did God really speak to me? Did I really hear that? Have, have I really Is that really true what I believe? These things that happen is like, you know, because there's so much joy when you come to the Lord. And for uh, a circumstance to rock your world, to hit you, it's, it's almost like this is ungodly. There's no way this can be happening to me as a child of God, but it happens to us. And so John now is in prison, and he has no idea of knowing it yet, but he's very soon to losing his life. Herod is going to have him beheaded. He doesn't know this yet, but he knows he's there. He's not baptizing people anymore. He's not preaching anymore. He's just in prison. So are you the one, or should we be looking for somebody else? Because if, if he tells me I'm looking for somebody else, that means I know I've still got, maybe I've still got something left to do. But if this is him, I just need to know what's going on here. And so John has forgotten, number one, who he is. And that's a problem because when we forget who we are, we will forget who he is. Our identity is wrapped up in Christ. 
Scripture bears it over and over and over. Romans 6 says we are baptized into Christ. That if we bear the image of the uh, earthy, we're going to bear the image of the heavenly. We're going uh, to be buried in, into his death with him. We're, so we identify with him. That's part of our identity. Colossians 3 says your life is hid with Christ. So that's part of my identity. Colossians 2 said you are complete in him. He's my identity. And, uh, and then, of course, we love Romans or 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says, if any man be in Christ, now he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things are made new and all things are of God. God. So we're like, okay, I'm a new creature, but I am because of him. My identity is tied to what he has done in my life. And if I forget who I am, I forget what he did. And if I forget what he did, I, in essence, I forget him. Is he really there. And if John could just remember who he is, then he won't question who Christ is because he's going to remember who he is. Now, I know this is funny, but I thought about something my son posted the other day, a thing that Brother Arnold had said, and it was after he had talked about we're not in Kansas anymore, and said Brother Arnold finds little inspirational things from all, all kind of places. I do too. I see things and I think, Hmm, that'll preach. It could be on the back of a soup box or something. It's like, I mean, just look at all these ingredients, how they mixed. You know, I, can, I mean, I can start preaching off the ingredients. It don't matter. But, but anyway, this morning as I was doing this, something came back to my mind. And a lot of you were kids at this time. And those of us who have kids know how big a part the movie The Lion King was Listen to everybody, yeah, 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 the Lion King was. Well, the Lion King is about, really about Simba. Simba was born to the current Lion King, Mufasa. And as he is growing, Mufasa is showing him, this will all be yours one day. Here's what you got to do. He's, he's correcting him. He's teaching him. He's trying to bring him up right. And during Simba's young life, there's a time where he finds himself in trouble. And his father comes to rescue him. And in the course of that uh, rescue, he is killed. And uh, there's no little kids in here. So Mufasa's murdered. And uh, so Mufasa's no longer there. And uh, the one who was behind this comes and tells Simba, run, get out of here. The only hope for you is to go, just go. So he runs off, nearly dies. But uh, a couple of knuckleheads find him, revive him. They begin to feed him and talk to him and and asking him about his troubles and, and uh, says, you know, look, when the world turns its back on you, you turn your back on the world. And Simba says, that's not the way I was taught. And he says, then we need to change your thinking. And they start singing Akuna Matata and telling him, don't worry about anything, just live your life, it'll all be good. Well, he does that. And he grows and he grows. But one day someone from his past life shows up. And he recognizes them, they recognize and um after what he thinks is, hey, she's, she's here and she's going to stay here, she's like, I've got to go back because there's a purpose, there's a reason, and you're the king, and you need to be coming back. And he's like, that's not me anymore. I'm done with that. But she goes off. He's there. He's all sad. And here comes this crazy monkey. And singing this goofy song and bothering him, and he's all sad and upset, and he's like, he's like uh, uh, you know, you're confused. And the monkey's like, no, you're confused. He said, because you don't know who you are. And he said, I suppose you do. He says, I do. 
said, you're Mufasa's boy. And all of a sudden, he's like, wait a minute, you knew my father? Oh, correction, I know your father. And so he knew. He said, I know who your father is. And so he says, come here, I'm going to show you. And so they go running off. He gets to a pool of water. He says, look right here. He looks down in the pool. And all he sees is his reflection. And he says, that's not my father. That's just me. And he said, wait a minute, look a little closer. And he touches the water. Of course, this is all cartoon. So he touches the water. It kind of ripples a little bit. And he's looking. He says, look real close. And then it's Mephasa's reflection. He says, uh, your father is alive inside of you. And while he's doing that, here comes these big storm clouds rolling in. And this giant vision of Mufasa comes up on the clouds. And he's like, Simba, remember who you are. But he said, he said, you have forgotten me. And he's like, no, I could never forget you. He said, in forgetting who you are, you have forgotten me. He said, you are more than what you have become. He says, it's time for you to go back and take your place, do what you're supposed to do. And his last words are, remember who you are. And so uh, I know that's a cartoon thing, but, but that plays over so well into our life is that if we forget who we are, we forget what our Father has done. If we start living like we have forgotten Him, then basically we have forgotten what He has done. And, and I don't want to forget what He has done in my life. Uh, I, I think about uh, you know, the, the Scripture, and I don't even think I gave this to you, brother, but um, and Paul wrote to the, the church in 1 Corinthians. We, we referenced the Scripture so many times, but, but just think about this as remembering who you were and then knowing who you are. Because he said, don't you know that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? And he starts naming these things. Don't be deceived. Not fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate, abusers of themselves of mankind. Not thieves or covetous, drunkards, revilers, extortioners. None of these have any inheritance with the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. He said, you need to remember what was done, he said, because you are washed and you are sanctified and you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Just because something starts going sideways in your life, don't, don't let anything cause you to forget the work that he did in you. He said, you are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified. And when you can remember that you've been washed in the blood of Jesus, you're going to remember the Lamb of God. When you remember that you've got this treasure in earthen vessels, uh, uh, the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues, you're going to remember that Jesus went away so he could come back and dwell inside of you. You're gonna, you won't forget who gave you that gift, but when you start forgetting who you are, you're going to forget who he is. And if you can't remember when things, and that's what he's reminding, he's just reminding the church, look, there's going to be things happening, there's things that go on in your life, but you're not that anymore. Because you were washed. You, you, you've been washed. And, and that's the thing we, we've got to get is that just because we have a little hiccup in our walk with God, it doesn't stop who we are. And that's the same thing in that, in that crazy cartoon. You know, he got sidetracked. There was some tragedy. There were some things happening. He's living his life a totally different way than he knew he should. But, but his father shows up and says, you're still mine. You're more than you have become. And remember who you are. And I think there's a lot of times that the Lord's like, I don't really need to do a whirlwind and come flying in here if you would just remember who you are. Sometimes we're like, God, come in, blow the world up and do a miracle right now. And he's like, won't you just remember who you are? 
that you shall lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. That, hey, that you've been filled with my spirit, that you are my child, that, that you've been washed in the blood, that I'm uh, always with you, I, that greater is he that's in you. you. Can you just remember the promises that belong to you as a child of God? And friend, if we could just start remembering who we are. I'm not talking about cutting down on prayer time, but there's things that God said, look, I gave you some power. I gave you some authority. I gave you some promises, but you're always asking me to come do it. You know, I, sometimes I think, we've, I think we have become lazy children. Listen, when you, when you, you, you've done it, so all of us have done it. When you grow up in, in your house and you, you're well old enough to fix your own food, you'll be sitting on the couch watching something and you're hungry. And there comes your mama through the house with a laundry basket. Or something. Mom, can you fix me something to eat? Your legs broke? That's what, uh, you know what? I used, to, I used to think that sometimes about, I, I, you know, because I'm old, real like I always did everything right, you know, but. But one of my brothers would do that to my mom. I'd be like, what's wrong with your legs? Get up. The kitchen's five feet away. Go in there and fix you something. You know how to do that. There's bread. There's bologna or pimento loaf or something in there. Y'all don't even know nothing about pimento loaf. Come on. That's good stuff, man. Cheap stuff. It's good stuff. But um, no, but there, there was stuff in there. And all you got to do is get up, slap it together, and eat. You won't be hungry no more. But and, and I think sometimes we just want God to do it all for us. And there are things that are impossible with men. I know it, but they're not impossible with God. But it's God working through us and God in us, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And man, if I can just remember who I am, Oh, I am a child of the King. I am a child of the Almighty. And he said, these signs shall follow them that believe. Come on, they're they going to... They're going to lay hands on the sick. They're going to cast out devils. They're going to speak with other tongues. They're going to be a light. They're going to be salt. They're going to be witnesses. And man, and when we read in the book of Acts, do you, do you realize how, even though it's, it's in there throughout it, but, but how rarely you just hear the Lord just really speaking in that. It's just what they're doing with what they were given. I talked about that the other night. It's like, what are we doing with what we've been given? And so, but when we forget who we are, we forget what we can do. And we forget who gave us the authority to do it. You know, if, sometimes I think we get spiritual amnesia. And we just can't remember anymore. And that's why uh, we've got to get back. You know, I think he told one of the churches in the book of Revelation, he said, remember from where you fell. Remember from where you fell and repent and go back and do the first works. Get back to the basis. Get back to praying. Get back to fasting. Get back to giving. Get back to worshiping. Get back to serving God. Get, you know, get back to it and you'll learn. You know, oftentimes with people who have amnesia, they, they try to bring them objects or have them talk to people who they knew to try to trigger that memory, get that memory to come back. And sometimes... We just need to get that little jolt to our memory so we can remember who we are. Because when we forget who we are, we forget our purpose. We for, yeah, we, we forget our, our provision. 
Woo, we forget the one. We forget the one who died and saved us by his grace. Shed his blood, washed us clean. You are washed, you're sanctified, and you're justified in the name of Jesus by the Spirit of our God. That's how it happened. That's who you are. I know what you were. Now, this is who you are. So don't forget who you are because when you can remember who you are, you remember what and who made you this way because it's by the grace of God we are who we are. Paul said that. It's by the grace of God. Remember what he said in Philippians 1 and 6, what Paul said. He said, you have to be confident of this very thing. So that that's singling something out. This, he said, this not, not these things. He said, be confident of this, that he, the Lord, which has begun a good work in you. Just let, let that hang out there for a minute. You've got to be confident that you are the you in this scripture. Do you hear me? When you came to an altar and you repented, you were baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost, when you said, Lord, I'm going to follow you, God started something. We love him because he first loved us. We, we didn't start this. He started this relationship. It, it's by the goodness of God that it brings us to repentance. It's, uh, it's the word of God. No man comes but by the drawing of the Spirit. You know, it's, it's going to happen. And so uh, he's, he's doing this. So now you've got to be confident of this. When you're confident, you, you, you don't forget it. Of this thing right here, that he started something in you. Not me. I, I'm, I'm nervous. I, I, I'm goofy. I, I'm, you know, I, 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 I got anxiety. I, I got stress. I got depression. I got habits. I got hang-ups. I got faults. I got you, 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 me. That's us. We're the you in that scripture. I can't forget who I am. We must remember who we are. Remember who you are. If he began that work in you, then he will perform it. Now, in that performance, it might be weeks, it might be days, it might be years. Man, I don't know, but I do know that in that period of time while he is working in your life, you're going to find yourself in places you don't want to be. You're going to find yourself making mistakes and choices you didn't mean to make, but that does not mean you are not his child anymore. It doesn't work that way. You know, it don't work. I've said this so many times. It don't work that way in the natural. Your kids get up, do something crazy. It's, oh, it upsets you. You have to punish them, all kind of things. But they're still your kid. That's who they are. They're, they're your child. And we're still his child. And he still loves us. And I don't want to forget who my father is. I want to make sure that uh, I remember that I am the you in that scripture. In 1 Peter 4 and 12, Peter tried to encourage us so we didn't get go off the rails. He said, look, beloved, don't think it's strange concerning this fire trial that's trying you. Like some strange thing happened to you. Oh, when I come to God, ain't nothing supposed to go wrong. Oh, I can promise you, you never heard that preached from here. Because I'm, I'm going to go ahead and be up front with you. Here's the fine print. <laughs> you got an enemy, the devil, as a roaring lion that goes about seeking whom he may devour. 
Yeah, you got flesh and carnality that is still in an enemy with God and it's not subject to God and neither can indeed be. And so if you yield to that, you, you get yourself in trouble. So, uh, you know, there is a straight path and there is a narrow path and we've got to walk it. Or we can go freewheeling on the wide path that leads to destruction. Well, that's where everybody says many are going that way. But there's a few of them that will walk this straight and narrow. But Peter said, don't think it's strange. Look, don't make yourself and don't mark yourself as damaged just because of a trial or a test or even prison, John. Trust God. It doesn't mean you have blown your relationship. It doesn't mean God doesn't love you anymore. It doesn't mean you're not good enough to serve the Lord because you made a mistake. Man, David, a man after God's own heart, king of Israel, he was the anointed king, a man after God's own heart, and he still made a tragic, terrible, horrible mistake. Made several mistakes, actually, in his life, numbering the people, doing different things like that. God would get upset with him. Things had to happen. Things get punished. Man, he, you know, because he did certain things, God sent destruction. And, I mean, it just, things happened. He had, there were consequences, but guess what? Still a man after God's heart, still loved God, still wanted to serve God, still wanted to, to be part of the kingdom. And, and he was because he knew that, hey, I'll never forget what God's done for me. And I, so I've got to remember who I am. And yep, who I am, sometimes, I, 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 sometimes I'm the guy that makes mistakes. Paul said, you know, the good that I want to do, I end up not doing it. I can't even figure out how to do it. The bad stuff that I don't want to do, somehow I end up putting my foot in it every time. I don't know what's a matter of me, but then I know at the end of his life, he said, I fought a good fight. He said, I had some rounds where the scorecard wasn't on my side, but I stayed in the fight. And at the end of it, when the bell rang, I was the winner. He said, I fought a good fight. I, I, I finished my course. I kept the faith. And now I'm going to get my crown and my robe and, and everybody else that that's, loves the Lord like this, they'll get it too. But you can't forget who you are. You've got to remember who you are. So don't think it's strange. Listen, doing right, living for God, can land you in places you'd rather not be. But that don't change who you are. Daniel, let's put you in this den of lions. Why? Wow, all I'm doing is praying. Exactly. Let's go. Hey, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, come on. Where are we going? You're going to the fire. Why? Because you're serving God instead of bowing down to these idols. In the fire. By the way, these guys came out. But then you see Paul and Silas preaching the word. Beat, stripes laid on them. Rome in prison. They came out. Oh, John the Baptist, guess what? This is just where part of the path is taking you. But you're going to fulfill your duty here. Look, the Lord, he's going to die. John, guess what? You're going to die. But you're still the one that was called. You're still the one of who it was written that you would go and prepare the way of the Lord. It's still you. Still you. So the Lord tells him when he's talking about John, he said, look, whoever doesn't get offended 
when they find themselves in these places. You don't get displeased with God. You don't get uh, apostate, which means you don't stop believing. Well, I, you know what? I just can't believe God would let this happen to me. But what I'm trying to say is that don't ever you know, get upset with God over these things because, hey, time and chance happens to us all. And things come our way. So, so don't doubt God. Don't doubt your walk. And, and don't doubt who God has made you to be. Just because you find yourself in a place that this is not exactly where I thought I would wind up. In Malachi 3 and 6, he said, For I'm the Lord. I change not. But then he says there's something behind, behind that. We always quote that all the time. We're telling people. And why are we telling people that? You know, people, we got people going through stuff. And we go, hey, don't you worry. The Lord's got this. He's the Lord. And he doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what's that mean? That means what he has done, he will do and continue to do later on. And that's what he says in the, on the backside of this scripture in Malachi 3 and 6. He said, I am the Lord. I change not. Okay. Does that just mean you're God and you'll always be God? What's that mean for me? He said, but therefore... You sons of Jacob are not consumed. I find my stability in who he is. And I am who I am because of who he is. And I'm coming out of this and coming through this because of who he is. So I don't want to forget who I am. Because when I forget who I am, I forget who he is, the one who made me. I want to make sure that I am remembering that God does not change and he is a keeper. And I know I'm, 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 I'm running uh, down the, the home stretch here, but um, and this is the thing that you know, when we read what John is asking, he says, "Go see if this if he's the one." I need to I need to be sure of his identity. But the thing is, is if John could just remember who he is, he'd he'd know. I, I don't even have to ask this question. I need to remember the days when I was standing in the Jordan and that voice, the one who sent me to baptize, said, the one you see the Spirit descending on and remaining, that's the one who's going to baptize with the Holy Ghost. I, I need to remember who I am. I won't even have to ask the question who he is because I know who he is. John was a prophet like no other, but he was having an identity crisis because his situation had changed. Where do I fit in now? What's going to happen to me now? Maybe after all that preaching and going and preparing that way, maybe that's where God left it. You know, maybe he didn't give him any other glimpse than that. This is what you're going to do. The rest of it, you'll just find out along the way. I don't read any prophecy concerning his death or that he even gets locked up. So sometimes God didn't show us all the plan. That's why you got to trust in him and remember who he is. And so Paul says this, and I, I'm going to try to rush through and hurry right here. Uh, Paul said this in Romans 8, in verse 24. He said, we are saved by hope. Don't lose your hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why does he yet hope for it? What are you hoping for what you already got? He said, but if we hope for that we see not, now here you go, then we 
with patience wait for it. There it is. There's that nasty old word, patience. Oh, tribulation worketh patience. <laughs> don't pray. I used to always tell us, don't pray for the patience of Job. You know, what kind, well, you, whether you pray for it or not, it's coming. You know, that was always so funny to me. So you think if I don't pray for patience, I ain't going to have no trouble. And it's coming either way. So uh, we need, but no, he said, but, but, but he said, if you don't lose your hope, don't lose your hope. And then in verse 28, he said, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Hello, John, in that prison, called according to God's purpose prophesied of many years before he showed up on this planet uh, that he would be here and be part of God's divine plan. But, you know, he, he, he's in prison now and things are sideways for him. He's like, how did I get up here and, and what am I doing here? And so, hey, are, are you really the one? God, are you sure? Did you really call me? You ever question God? Did I actually hear that, Lord? Because, you know, you, you told me this was going to happen, but I just don't see that. Was this part really necessary in that happening? God orders our steps. There's no wasted steps with him, and, and he orders our steps. And so, he, yeah, he said, everything that's come to pass for you, it was meant to come to pass for you. And so then in verse 31, he goes on to write into the church, what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who could be against us? Yeah, if God be for us, who could be against us? Go on down, I'm going to jump. As long as that ain't my Mustang, we, we're good. He said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Now, here, here it is. Remember who you are, because if you do, you'll know. Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword. As it's written, for thy sake we're killed all the day long. We're counted as sheep for the slaughter. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, life, angels, principalities, powers, things present, nothing that's coming my way, height, depth, any other creature, ever, it will never separate us from the love of God. We're the us. Do you remember who you are? She'll be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. If I can just remember who I am, I'm going to always remember who he is. And then, and you can stand with me, darling. You can come on. I know I need to go on and stop. So let's stand together. So make sure that you're not getting caught in an identity crisis. John wrote, he said, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Now. So let me ask you this. Where do you find yourself at now? Are you struggling right now? Still the son of God. Got issues with your health? Still the Son of God. Troubles, trials, tests, broke, poor, busted, disgusted. Still, if that's where you find yourself now, now. Hey, John, you're in prison. Still the prophet. Still the messenger. Prison don't change that. And whatever you're going through today, it doesn't change who you are to God. No matter where we find ourselves, God has never failed us and he's never left us. And if we remember who we are 
we won't question who he is. Because when we remember who we are, we'll remember we're delivered, we're set free, we're washed, we're purchased, we're filled. Come on, man, over and over and over again, we won't forget who he is. Let's lift our hands together this morning. Lord, we thank you for who you are. And God, we are thankful for who we are. Don't let us ever forget the price that you paid, the blood that was shed, and for the spirit that dwells inside of us. For the times you have held us up, walked with us, kept us, encouraged us, comforted us like nobody else could. For your peace that passes understanding. Oh God, I thank you today.